Jason Swain touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee on the Swain Event Hotline. I am live here in the Low T Center studio. Hope you are having a fantastic morning. Ben McKee, what is up? Good morning, Jason Swain. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. To you too. When is Father's Day? Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, y'all. Fathers out there. Yeah. Yeah. Had a conversation yesterday about it being Father's Day coming up, man. It, it just a lot of things going on, man. It ain't crept up on us really, 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 really quickly. Um, Ben, man, how are you awake right now? Well, because I'm a grown up. There you go. You hear that, C Mac? There you go, because Ben is a grown up. I still got my coffee over here. I got a Celsius on ice. Like I'm, I'm literally going back and forth, sipping hot coffee, cold Celsius, trying to recover from the baseball game. <laughs> like I'm, my sleep is still off, but that's all right. That that is all right as long as Tennessee is winning, as long as Tennessee um, is in position to win it. A championship, I'm good, and that's where they are right now. Is Tennessee the favorite, or should Tennessee be the favorite to win this championship? No, Ben. They should not be the favorite, but they have a great opportunity to win the whole deal. And you look at some of the bats out there with LSU and Wake Forest. You mentioned this early this morning doing national radio. Woo! Tennessee lineup will have to be ready to hit the ball and make contact, put ball, put the ball into play as much as possible. Because the last time Tennessee was in Omaha, bigger stadium, bitter, bitter, bigger park, those home runs that we were hitting that year in the regular season, we didn't do that at Omaha. So got to be prepared to get runs any way necessary, Ben. But I'm excited, man. You... Doing a lot of traveling. Looking forward to your trip to Omaha. Oh, one thousand percent. I've I have certainly had a interesting week. I went from Hattiesburg to Nashville, from Nashville to New York. I'm currently at Lagardia, about to make my way back to Nashville, where I'll make my way back to Huntsville to see the family for like a day and a half, and then make my way back to Nashville to fly out to Omaha. I uh, me and my buddy had a a long planned trip to, to New York to watch the subway series Yankees and Mets. So we did that the last two nights and and now it's, it's time for Omaha. So it's, it's been a real fun week for me. I, I I'm just convincing myself that I'm celebrating father's day first father's day properly uh, with, with, with all the traveling uh, that I've, I've got going on. Shout out to the grandparents this week for watching old knock. Uh, that, that's been a, a big help, but yeah, man, I'm excited to get to Omaha and uh, the team got there yesterday. It's, it's best. It's the best, I should say. 
And uh, Saturday night is going to be a lot of fun. Tennessee LSU in prime time. We, we talked about it on Tuesday. I mean, it, it does not get any better than that at, at the College World Series. I mean, LSU fans are going to pack the joint. You know, Tennessee fans are going to uh, travel well. And uh, Paul Skeens versus, I imagine, Andrew Lindsay. It, it's going to be a, a ton of fun. And, and talking about last trip, Blaine, I think the most important thing is not even necessarily the on-field play, but just Tennessee being itself, um, because that is something that Tony Vitello has always alluded to uh, since they went 0-2 in 2021, is that that team kind of got um, outside of themselves or weren't themselves while they were there, uh, and they just kind of played tense and, and played tight and, and maybe let the, the scene of, of Omaha get to them a little bit. So uh, I think that's going to be as important as anything for this team is just to stay within themselves and, and keep doing their thing. Yeah, 100%, man, 100%. Do you care to share with our listeners the last time you was in Omaha and the fun that you had, Ben? I had a great time in Omaha. Are you taking the same backpack to Omaha? Uh, uh, yes, I am. I actually have it on my back right now. Uh, I'm not fist pumping yet with, with it on my back, but I'm, I'm, I will be in Omaha probably. The last time you was in Omaha, Ben, you know, you were not a father. Um, you went out to, I want to say, a bar that had a lot of music playing, and you had your backpack on, looking like a, a young Kanye West in the game. And um, I've never seen someone at the club with a backpack on. If I were to see a person the club with a backpack on i'll be very suspicious but um you sir had a backpack on probably laptop and you know, uh, laptop charger notebooks things like that um but i remember that story and i'm thinking about whether or not you're gonna have that same backpack on in the same situation if you guys decide to go out and have a good time on, on the town whatever there is to do in omaha it is very, very possible. Um, now, that that was not planned last time. It was after Tennessee lost to Texas to get eliminated. And uh, once we got our work done, me and some fellow media members, uh, we, we made our way across the street to a restaurant. We had a nice dinner, chillaxed, and then we walk outside to leave and go back to the hotel, and there's a rave going on, like in the, the backyard of this restaurant. And uh, so we decided to get a drink or two and listen to the music outside and next thing you know you're you're fist pumping and jumping up and down with a backpack and a laptop and ipad and all your work stuff on your back <laughs> hey man good stuff good stuff hey man it's fun when, when when the team is winning and people are happy have you noticed that we haven't had much vol on vol arguing on social media you don't see the fan police out and about. You don't see people calling each other um, negavols. You don't see people trying to act like the fan police. Everyone's just happy. Everyone's just chill because Tennessee uh, is winning at a very, very high clip. And opposing fans, they don't like it. They don't like it. Every time I turn around, there's an opposing fan trying to be holier than thou, accusing Tony Vitello's team or 
Josh Heupel's team or Rick Barnes's team, in this case, is Tony Vitello's team of being classless. Like that's that's the one criticism that I think sports fans think that is the ultimate insult that's supposed to make you feel bad. Like, oh my gosh, they called us classless. I'm I'm just hurt. I'm broken. In this case, I saw an old Miss fan trying to point out when Jordan Burns had an emotional reaction in a, on a huge stage, striking out Southern Miss, where it was a, it was a, I guess a miniature throat slash. Like it wasn't bad. It wasn't like Tyler Bray's throat slash that he did, but it was like very subtle. It wasn't a big deal at all. It wasn't like he turned around to the Southern Miss bullpen and, and dugout and was like, throw slash in your face and like make eye contact. It was real quick. And he was looking at his own dugout, insinuating like, yo, it's over. It's over. It's kind of like what Vince Carr did the dunk in the dunk contest. And he was like, it's over. Like It was kind of like a short throw slash, like it's over. And I saw old Miss fan being trying to say that Tennessee baseball's classes. An old Miss fan. Now, man, I don't know if you know this, because I know you cover Tennessee pretty hard, and you know, sometimes it's hard to kind of pay attention to what's going on outside Knoxville. I'm saying this facetiously. But last time I checked, Ole Miss just hired Chris Beard. Ole Miss has Lane Kiffin. Fans, stop doing this. Stop trying to point out another fan base or another program being classless. Like, stop it. You just... Look ridiculous and sound ridiculous when you do it. Yes, absolutely. And we talked about it on Tuesday. I did not have a, a problem with what Chase Burns did uh, on the mound at all. I mean, he didn't even stick his thumb out on the throat slash. No. I, I, that's the first time uh, that I thought of it the way that you just put it. And that's the best way to put it, I think. Now that I think about it, is it was more like the Vince Carter, it's over than, than an actual throat slash. So uh, I, I think fans opposing fans they're, they're just they're just butthurt that Tennessee's going to Omaha and and they're not uh we, we talked about it with Arkansas and Vanderbilt that you know they're they're salty that Tennessee's going to Omaha and uh, some of these other fan bases are as well I think Ole Miss should should worry about why its team was absolutely awful uh less than a year after winning a national championship uh this year or last year, and, and now they want to fire the coach that, that won them a national championship. I think, I think they, they had their own problems uh, to worry about. But if he had directed it at, at Southern Miss and, like, did a full-on throat slash, like you said, like Tyler Bray, then that's one thing. But, he, I mean, he's looking at his teammates, and, and he's fired up in the moment. He's practically sending Tennessee to Omaha, and it was more of a Vince Carter, it's over, than an actual throat slash. So fans are just upset. I mean, everybody I've seen the opposing fans. Uh, trying to rain down on uh, Tennessee's graphic about all of the success that all the the teams have had this academic year, saying that Tennessee's just looking for a bunch of participation trophies. So it, it's they're 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 going to be salty. I mean that that's just the nature of sports, right? We have to let athletes show emotion, and we got to stop being hypocrites as fans. Like we want emotion, but then we don't want emotion. We don't. I mean, we don't want players playing like robots. We want them to keep it real, and then when they do it, it's like, oh no, 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 not that real. Oh no, 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 
not not that emotional. And not, don't get me wrong, there's a line of a class that you want to make sure you you don't cross. 100% agree there. Sportsmanship, it matters. Don't get me wrong. But let's stop trying to pick every little thing that an athlete does and complain about. But anyways, that's off my, I'm off my soapbox on that one. Um, I saw that. I was like, really? You just, y'all just hired Chris Beard. You just hired Chris Beard. He didn't even... He was coaching a couple months ago with Texas. And you heard. Okay, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Um, ben, what game this season versus an SEC opponent where Tennessee brought the bats, the, bat, the bats were hot, that they will have to play the same way to be able to keep up with the bats of LSU? Um, Vanderbilt. Okay. Probably that that series. Uh, Vanderbilt has a, a ton of talent uh, within its pitching staff every single season, uh, and, and maybe didn't have the the Carson Fulmers or, or the Kumar Rockers or the Jack Lighters or the Kyle Wrights this year, but they they still have a ton of natural talent uh, on its pitching staff, and um, that that was a weekend where the bats kind of broke out maybe it took a minute but uh, the, the bats were, were working that weekend and, and honestly swing like Tennessee's bats don't have to do anything great they just can't be ice cold they, they they have to they just have to put together strong competitive at bat uh be locked in and have a good approach at the plate know what they're looking for uh, understand what schemes does well and that's practically everything but uh, like we talked about on Tuesday, they they just got to make them work. And if if you you make them work and, and you piece together good, strong at bats, uh, time and time again, kind of pass the baton to one another, then at some point it's going to pay off. Either by getting him out of the game early, earlier than he would like, or, or even producing some runs off of him. But th- this is a this is a game, and, and even if they play Wake Forest as well. Uh, because that, that Wake Forest team, it has as lethal of a lineup as LSU. Not quite as lethal, but it's lethal. I mean, we, we saw what they did to Alabama this, this past weekend. I think it was 22-5 to and yep. nine home runs. Now, it looked like they were playing in a Little League park over there in Wake Forest. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, that that's if Tennessee gets to play Wake Forest in the second game, that's going to be a tough matchup as well. But LSU, Wake Forest, I mean, the, the pitching has to lead the way. Uh, Andrew Lindsay has to has to give them a strong quality start. Doesn't have to completely shut them down, uh, but he's, he's got to give them a chance to, to win late. Uh, can it be a, a 2-2 game or a 3-2 game, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th inning? I, I think Tennessee would sign up for that all day long. And like we said the other day, get schemes out of the game and, and then try to come up with, with one big swing before they're able to come up with, with one big swing. So uh, the pitching has to lead the way and, the defense has to follow. Uh, the, the defense has been terrific. The second half of the season, uh, it is much improved. They were not playing well behind their pitchers uh, the first half of the year, which got them in trouble. But now uh, the, the pitchers are pitching to their ability and, and the defense is playing to its ability. So it's been a good combination. And uh, that that's what's going to have to lead the, lead the way in this particular game, especially being at Omaha, the park's so big. Uh, the environment's going to be intense and, and crazy. Uh, and you've got Paul Skeens, who I know a lot of people talk about Dylan Cruz. Uh, one of those two guys are the best players in college baseball. 
so they just they just got to be competitive and uh, just work long, hard, smart at bats, and, and at some point uh, you'll you'll get to Paul Skeens or, or chase him from the game earlier than he'd like. That's ideal, man. That's ideal. Anything can happen for sure. Uh, we'll hit the text box coming up on the other side. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. Jason Swain here with you, live from the Low T Center studio. Got some good stuff here in the text box. Tennessee football recruiting. Why Tennessee never wore the postseason NCAA patch? That is a question coming your way, Ben. Coming up on the other side, it's the Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. The Swain event is brought to you by Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant, Dead End Barbecue. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Good morning, Swain event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you need the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Swain Event and fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. You know what? I, I didn't even notice that Tennessee baseball did not have their NCAA patch on the jerseys. Did not notice it. Uh, Will Satterfield here on the text box says, Ben, any update on why Tennessee never wore the Postseason NCAA patch. He believes it was their way to give the finger for not being able to host. I didn't notice it, Ben. I didn't notice it until the end of the weekend, uh, and I do not have an answer. I'll try to get one before I got to get off of here. All right. 
All right. Vol says Chase Burns was pra- practically in the Tennessee dugout when he did it. Absolutely nothing directed towards the other team. I loved his emotion. Yeah. He was on his way to the dugout for sure. And I didn't think he showed up Southern Miss at all. Didn't even look that way. So I didn't have a problem with it, it, it uh, at all either. Fallstorm says, real men don't need sleep. Okay. Okay. Fallstorm is a machine. Machine. Raleigh Vol says, uh, let's go. Heading Headed into work. Y'all got me fired up. There's a lot of reasons to be fired up. A lot of reasons. 2024 schedule dropped yesterday. And the way they released it, oh, man, it was perfect. Kudos to STC Network and how they dropped the 2024 schedule. The 2023 season is not even here yet. It had us all excited and pumped and talking about the 2024 schedule and season. Why? Because Texas and Oklahoma are entering the league. Ben, did you see the Gator schedule for next year? It, it looks pretty strong. Billy Napier, he better get it going quick. Woo boy. Woo. That might be the toughest schedule I've I've seen in a very, very, very long time. It is brutal. Now, a big reason why it's brutal because they're not good. I think how you look at schedules determining uh, is determined by how good you are as a team. Like no one has had the the toughest schedule over the years in Vanderbilt. They have the toughest <laughs> schedule every year because they because they're not good. But Florida schedule, check this out. Next year, 2024 schedule. Their first game, they play Miami. Then they play Samford, Central Florida, Georgia, Florida State, Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Texas, at Texas. Oh, my gosh. Now, the games between Kentucky and Texas, the date will be determined. But, like, that, those are the teams they're playing next season. They got to play Miami. They got to play Florida State. Texas, they're going to continue to play LSU. Woo. They're going to play Central Florida. And Central Florida, they're, they're no slouch. The real only dub on here is, the, is against Samford. Woo. It is going to be rough. Now, Tennessee, leading up to yesterday, Ben, when we got word that Tennessee – or excuse me, every SEC team will either play Texas or Oklahoma in 2024. I was crossing my fingers because I wanted to play Oklahoma. I know people get caught up in the whole UT versus UT. Who's the real orange? Damn that. I don't care about that. Because one team is orange and the other team is brown. I don't get caught up in the real UT. Tennessee was Tennessee before Texas was Texas. We know who the real UT is. But this Tennessee-Oklahoma battle, ho, 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 Ben! We get Josh Heupel going back home or back to his old home where he was a player 
This is going to be spicy, Ben. This is going to be real spicy. It will be. I'm, I'm really excited. It, it'll be a ton of fun. You know there's going to be a little bit of pettiness at minimum involved. I, I wanted Texas and Oklahoma. Like I, I, I kind of – Same same season? Well, not in the same season. I just – I was kind of indifferent uh, kind of about who's on Tennessee's schedule and who's not. Like I, I just think Tennessee football is in, in that great of a place under Josh Heupel. Uh, I, I thought the storyline for Texas would be a ton of fun. Obviously, the, the UTUT thing, um, but the the Arch Manning versus Nico Iamaliava uh, storyline I think would be a really really fun one. Um, I was I was cool with either. I was cool with either. Like I said, I I, I was kind of surprised by just how many SEC fans were freaking out last night about this team's SEC schedule being hard and this team's SEC schedule being soft, like. It's the SEC. Like, you're not going to have an easy schedule. There, there's no such thing as an easy schedule in the SEC, especially now with with Texas and, and Oklahoma uh, being in the league. Like, every year is going to be uh, a war. I mean, that, that's exactly what it's going to be every single season. So uh, I, I didn't quite understand some people freaking out over, over the schedule. It, it changes so quickly, too, with, with how you view the schedule. I mean, Billy Napier could surprise people this year, and all of a sudden we're not looking at that Florida schedule next year the way that we're looking at it now. You, you just really never know uh, a, a year out. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I didn't really have a preference between Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, I, honestly, I kind of prefer Texas. I, I, I feel you. The, the Josh Heupel and Oklahoma storyline like that, I think that is the best storyline of the two games. But – We've also kind of played Oklahoma lately. Like we've seen that game twice uh, within the last ten years. Like I, I, I kind of wanted a, a different matchup just because we have played Oklahoma more recently, more than Tennessee's played Texas. Uh, so that that was kind of why I was kind of circling that matchup. But we'll we'll get it at one point or, or another. Uh, the, these these teams I think are going to cycle through uh, pretty quickly, uh, and it, it was kind of fun. My main takeaway was from an SEC perspective, just how fun it was to look at all the, the the schedules collectively and just think about how entertaining football season is, is really going to be with Oklahoma and, and Texas in the league. I mean, every week is going to feature so many great games, uh, which, I mean, you already had great games. It's, it's SEC football, but I, I think it's even heightened now with, with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the league. Eight-game conference schedule in 2024, and – the schedules look good, even without nine games. Like those eight games, like they still look really, really exciting. Um, Florida's schedule was brutal, but when I look at the Tennessee Texas potential matchup, they have little league or middle school storylines to me. Like, who has the best color of orange? Like, really? Yeah, like that's corny to me. Uh, who's the real UT? <sighs> okay. Well, like I said, I, I wanted the, the Arch Manning Nico Iamaliava matchup because of the the debate coming out of out of high school. There there were some that that felt like Arch got that number one quarterback ranking because of his last name, and uh, there there's some that believe that Nico was, was the top guy, uh, and. I mean, and even that matchup aside, like, I, I'm with you. Like, the, the UT-UT thing doesn't really move the needle. It's for corny. Me. It's corny. It is. And so is the, the whole orange thing. But, I mean, playing at Austin 
or or even Texas coming to Knoxville. I mean, imagine that weekend, Swain, yeah. on, on Rocky Top. I mean, that that's kind of what excites me is more of the the environment. That that that's what gets me fired up. No, the I, environment I and, and then like the, the petty storylines. Like I, I I think the I think the Nico arc is is similar uh, to the the Hypo. Not not the exact same in the Hypo storyline with Oklahoma is much better, but I, I think it's kind of similar. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, like Nico taking over as the first time starter, Arch taking over as the first time starter, where they they both completely get the keys because Joe Milton will be going to the NFL. Quinn Ewers could come back, but there's talk about him being projected as a as a first round pick. So, like, if if Quinn Ewers comes back, that means he didn't play well enough, and if he didn't play well enough, that means Arch probably going to be the starter. But who knows what might happen? That storyline for me, is totally, totally different and better than who has the best color of orange or or who's the real UT. Like, it shouldn't even be a debate. Open up your history books, and there's your answer right there. Like, that debate is silly to me. But you take Josh Heupel, who was the quarterback on a national championship winning team. And it wasn't like he was Mac Jones. Mac Jones was the quarterback at Alabama that won a championship sandwiched in between other quarterbacks that won a championship. Like Nick Saban's first quarterback champion, I think was what McElroy. I want to say. And then, sounds right. and then it was AJ McCarron. And then it was, I want to say Mac Jones. I think he won a championship there. And then you had, uh, you know, Tua and, and hurts and all those guys. Like you were just sandwiched in between a bunch of dudes who won a championship as quarterback. But Josh Heupel was the first quarterback to win a championship at Oklahoma after Oklahoma took a severe dip. And then they soared in a vertical direction. Josh Heupel was at the beginning of that soar. So he means a lot more to Oklahoma football than just a a quarterback that was just in the middle of a, bunch, a whole bunch of winning. He's a he's a coach at Oklahoma, coaching for the same coach who was his head coach. The year he got fired, Oklahoma averaged thirty six points per game. Man, thirty six points per game. The defense was atrocious. They only won eight games that season. They were eight and five. Bob Stoops had his brother coaching the defense. They fired Josh Heupel. His offense averaged 36 points per game. Give me that storyline. Him coming back to Oklahoma for the first time. Oklahoma will be entering their third season under Brent Venables. Josh Heupel will be entering his fourth season at Tennessee, and this is supposed to be the season where, yo, it gets really real. Like, Hendon Hooker, I think, accelerated the rebuild by two years, last year's team, because the timeline was really like four years. Like, all right, we can build this thing back and be a contender in four years. Well, Hendon and company shaved off two years, and Tennessee was a contender in year number two. You're number four? Hypo's taking this group 
to Oklahoma for the first time and they fired him. And we know Hypo has some pity to him. You don't drop points like that on people if you don't have some type of pity to you. I cannot wait for this matchup, Ben. You need to talk to your bosses right now and make sure. I know you got a big old group over there at GoVos247. Patrick Brown and, and Wes and you and Callahan. You better make sure, Ben, your ass is in Norman, Oklahoma. Don't let anybody else go to Norman, Oklahoma. You got to be there, Ben. Woo! Woo! I cannot wait! For I, will, I, will, I will make sure I'm there as long as you're there. Well, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Ben, I know you got to run, man. Get on that flight, and uh, we'll come back. On the other side, it'll be just me rocking out with you guys for the next 15, 20 minutes. We'll hit the text box. We'll have a conversation. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. Big thanks to you, man. Uh, have a safe flight, even though you don't have any control. Um, you're not the pilot. But man, let us know when you touch down, my friend. I appreciate you giving me some cover there. Happy Father's Day. You too, my friend. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Sweat event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. We will be right back. Stay with us. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you need the convenience of an at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to DeadEndBBQ.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. I mean, let's just think about this. You're the offense coordinator. You help lead your school. School you play quarterback at. 36 points per game. And it's not like it's 2023 or 2020 or anything. We're talking 36 points per game 10 years ago. And they let you go. How are you going to feel when it's time to play against that same school to let you go? And you know the head coach who did it is still involved with that same school in Oklahoma and Stoops. 
<laughs> Let me get to the phones. Good morning. Good morning. What is going on? Who are we speaking with this morning? It is Justin in Florida. Justin in Florida. What's up, man? Not much, man. How have you been? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful, man. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, I was hoping to uh, catch Ben, too, but I I know he's uh, he's hopping a plane, man. It, you guys are, as always, right on top of everything, but I just wanted to add, this is a crazy, crazy time if you stop and look at it in the SEC. Yeah, just adding you know Oklahoma and Texas and shaking up the schedules, the matchups and everything, but if you start looking at some of the programs, I mean, there could be some major, major, major uh, programs that are going to be very attractive come open if some folks don't get things figured out. You throw that into the mix of tough schedules. So, for instance, like a uh, like Billy Napier down in Florida, if he doesn't figure it out this year, are you rolling into next year looking at that schedule going, oh, we hope he, you know, it all starts clicking? I mean, that job could be open. Brent Venables, same thing at Oklahoma. Jimbo at Texas A&M. I mean, those three jobs, if they came open in this kind of SEC scheduling environment, then you look at some of the schools that are outside the SEC and, you know, who they're going to be playing. And, I mean, this is a crazy time, man. And for once, Tennessee doesn't have to worry about this. They got their guy. Mm. We're not going through the coaching roulette. And, I mean, it is so nice to sit back and watch some of these other teams go through it. Just wanted to throw that out there, Swain. Hope you are doing really well, and I'm going to hang up and listen to the rest. You're the man, Justin. Thanks so much for, for the good points. Uh, great point that you made. I mean, the 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 increase in money that's being – distributed to schools and coaches it only increases the pressure to win oh you get more money in the bank account awesome more security awesome but there's more pressure to win and with two leagues excuse me two teams entering the league it's only going to make it tougher it's tougher Billy Napier told multiple SEC schools no when he was at Louisiana because he's waiting on the job. The Georgias, the, the USC's, the, the Texas, the, the, the Florida, those type of jobs, the big branded jobs where you had an opportunity to be successful. Tennessee wasn't good enough for Billy Napier. Tennessee was too big of a mess for Billy Napier. But look at the mess that Billy Napier's in right now. The biggest NIL blunder since NIL became a thing happened in Florida. Still haven't recovered. Don't have a quarterback. When you think of Florida offense, you think of there's always a quarterback. They don't have that right now. And on text box, Volfe says, wasn't Miami 5-7 and seven last year? I would consider them a difficult team to have on the schedule. When I said 
the Florida schedule in 2024 is brutal because they do play Miami. Well, last time I checked, Florida was terrible last year. They were 6-7. and seven. And which program has recruited better, Miami or Florida? Well, Miami has recruited better. So they're, they're not going to suck forever. They're going to be better than they were last year. Mayor Cristobal just got there. Now, a lot of coaches left, departed after a year or so. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, that's weird. But if both teams are terrible, that means it's still going to be a tough game, (laughs) especially if the other team has really good players. So that's still going to be a tough game. For Florida. That is a in-state rival. So there's emotions mixed in with it. And Florida plays Florida State that year too. Preserving that end of the year battle between those two programs. But I think Justin hit the nail on the head. It's more pressure to win. Think about Nick Saban. Time in the SEC and how many coaches he got fired. Like, Nick Saban felt so bad about it every time Alabama played a team and they would ask Nick Saban about the opposing coach. He talked them up. He did it when Derek Dooley was here. Because he knows he didn't didn't got so many coaches fired because everyone's trying to chase Alabama. The turnover in this league has been crazy. And this happened before the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. So what do you think is going to happen now? You think you're going to see more turnover or less turnover? Hard to believe it's going to be less. There's more pressure to win. More money involved. And I'm like, Justin, I'm just glad that Tennessee isn't in the same shoes as Florida. Or the same shoes as Texas A&M. Because these two programs obviously look like they're behind Tennessee right now. And they have history. They have prestige. They have passion. They're not just selling for winning seven or eight games and being happy and going to a really good bowl game like a Mississippi State or a Missouri or a South Carolina or a Vanderbilt. Will they win nine or so and have a good year here and there? Yeah, but like championship expectations? No. They don't really have championship expectations. Not realistic championship expectations. Jimbo Fisher, biggest buyout, it seems, in sports history. (laughs) We're talking about getting rid of his butt last year. Only at Texas A&M. Will a conversation like that seem believable? Yeah, they they might even do that. Because money is not a problem at Texas A&M. Like Tennessee baseball fans, this past week, some of them got so caught up in Tennessee baseball winning and being successful that They started screaming out. Hurry up and just 
build a stadium for Tony Vitello. Get get the renovations done now. Just make it happen. Has some media members saying the same stuff. Totally forgetting about the process that comes with renovating in the state of Tennessee. There's steps that have to be taken. You have to be approved for these things. And you don't just build everything in one year. Neyland Stadium and Tennessee football is king here. There's been a step-by-step renovation uh, process. There's phase one. There's phase two. There's phase three. It's not just one phase and you just start from scratch and then voila, you you build everything up and everything's done. No, there's phases to this. Unless you're Texas A&M. That say, you know what? We're not going to have a spring game because we're going to just tear down our stadium completely. We're going to build a brand new one for $450 plus million. Like, only Texas A&M can do that. Jimbo Fisher. All that money, all those resources. They brought a lot of money. Uh, they brought a lot of money together to get Jimbo Fisher. It's going to be more pressure on coaches to win now. SEC is stronger, more profitable. Good luck, coaches. Did you hear Ben McKee and Justin when talking about scheduling? You can hear it in their voice. Like, Ben, he said it. He, he just really doesn't have a strong take one way or the other about the scheduling. Why? Because look at where Tennessee is right now. Look at the health of the program. Justin, the health of the program. gives you a reason to be calm as a Tennessee fan. Not worried about the schedule. Like these SEC fans who are complaining about the strength of the schedule, how tough it is, where have y'all been? Are you the same people that brag about how the conference is the best in the country? You can't brag about how great the conference is and how strong the conference is. And this is the best conference in America. And then on the same hand, complain about the schedule being tough. You can't do that. That's what makes the conference good because there's good teams in there. And when you play good teams, the schedule is going to be tough. Like if you're a Tennessee fan, Are you really complaining about the 2024 schedule? Are you really complaining? Like, honestly, what is that complain about? What's so different about it? (laughs) Like, what is so different about Tennessee's 2024 schedule? You play Alabama at home. You play Florida at home. You play Kentucky at home. Mississippi State at home. Let me know where it's different, folks. 
away. You play Arkansas, Georgia, Oklahoma, Vanderbilt. Poor Vanderbilt. (laughs) Poor Vanderbilt. I kind of feel bad for him. Y'all may not have a heart, but I like to think that I do. I have a heart. And I feel bad for Vanderbilt. In football, Vanderbilt has no business being in the SEC, y'all. Y'all know that. In football, no business. No business. Like, you ever been in a place where you felt like you stuck out like a sore thumb? You was very uncomfortable. This was a event that you were invited to by a friend. They told you, oh, you can oh, you can dress casual. Whatever. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You can wear them jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Casual, man. Whatever. You get there and everyone is formal. <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, you just want to crawl into a little hole. You're uncomfortable. That's Vanderbilt football when the schedule came out, y'all. Like, they don't belong in the SEC when it comes to football. But we appreciate them. <laughs> so let me know where the schedule for the Vols in 2024 is different than any other year. This looks like the 2015 schedule to me. This looks like the 2014 schedule to me. When Tennessee played Oklahoma at Oklahoma in 14 and played them at home in 15. So if you're a Tennessee fan complaining about 2024 schedule and how tough it is, just stop. You don't have reason to complain. Number one, because we're better. If we were trash, then yeah, the schedule will be tough <laughs> because you're because you're not good. But Tennessee beat Alabama last year, beat Florida, beat Kentucky, beat Mississippi State. Arkansas was not a better team than Tennessee last year. Georgia was the only team out of these eight that was better than Tennessee last year. And last time I checked, Tennessee is continuing to recruit at a high level, not going to slow down. So this is not different for us. But it is different for for Oklahoma. It is different for Texas. Y'all want to enter the big boy room? Well, come on in then. Come on in. Y'all want that bag? You want the SEC money? Oh, you're going to have to earn it. You're going to have to earn Oklahoma and Texas. I know Texas had the Longhorn Network, thought they was about to be printing money. That wasn't good enough, so we going to the SEC. Okay, you about to earn it. No more playing Kansas and, and Texas Tech Longhorns. You about to get Arkansas on the road. You about to get Texas A&M again. Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi State. Now, Texas, you do get Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. So you lucked up a little bit. 
The OU, you get Auburn on the road. You get LSU on the road. You do get Missouri on the road. So that's like your Vanderbilt. You get Ole Miss on the road. At home, Oklahoma, you get Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, and then you got to play Texas, but it's at Dallas, neutral site. You thought that Red River rivalry that's been renamed to the Red, what will they rename it to? The shootout, something, whatever. They renamed it. Y'all thought that was cute every year in Dallas. Real cute. It's been great games, don't get me wrong. Great games. Great players in it. Moving to the SEC, you're about to realize how important home games really are. You're not going to be all giddy about that neutral site game like you once was. You don't believe me? Let's get Kirby Smart's take on their neutral site rivalry with Florida. This played in Jacksonville. They lose a home and home. Florida and Georgia loses a home and home every year because they're playing in Jacksonville. Yeah, it looks great for us watching on TV. Get one side red, the other side orange or blue, whatever. But like they lose a home game. You don't think home field advantage matters in the SEC? You put Georgia and Tennessee's game last year, a neutral site game. Will it be different? I don't know. One team was obviously better than the other, but you don't think the home crowd made a difference in that Tennessee-Georgia game? Made a huge difference. South Carolina beating Tennessee at home, you don't think that made a big difference? What if you put the Tennessee-South Carolina game neutral site? Think that result would be a little bit different? I would think so. Texas and Oklahoma, you about to find out about why home games are so important. How many years will it be, guys? One, three, five, before we hear someone from Texas or Oklahoma go, you know what? Man, let's, let's go ahead and move this thing to, to, to Austin and Norman. Let's do this home at home. Let's go ahead and move this thing. Because we're, we're losing an opportunity for, for recruits to come on our campus because recruiting in the SEC is like what David Cutcliffe once said. It's like recruiting in the octagon. Forget these neutral site games. We want home and home. It wasn't a big deal when we were playing in the Pac-12. But we need our crowd. We need our home crowd. Just made a really good point on text box. No one gets 120 decimals at neutral site games. Spot on. So you're about to get the bag, Sooners and Longhorns, but it's coming with a price. 
Red River Shootout became Red River Rivalry. There it is. Thank you for that, Fallstorm. Fallstorm also said that uh, Georgia, Florida is not a neutral site. So what changed, Fallstorm? What, what, what do you mean? Because it's still in the state of Florida? It's still a lean of Florida or something? It ain't in Athens. It ain't, the game ain't, ain't in Gainesville. Or has it been? Has it been? It's, been? it's been playing Jacksonville. They changed the name on that too. It was the biggest cocktail party, which I don't understand why they changed it. But if it ain't at your home and it ain't at your opponent's home, it's a neutral site. And that's not going to stop. I'm looking at Georgia's 2024 SEC opponents right here. They are technically the home team. But in parentheses, it says Jacksonville. I am so glad that Tennessee does not play a neutral site rivalry game. So glad. So glad. Thrilled. Imagine if Tennessee, Alabama was played in a neutral site arena or stadium. You dang sure don't get what you got this past year with Tennessee tearing down the goalposts and that home field advantage. You don't get that. You don't get it at all. Vostorm meant by his Georgia-Florida is not a neutral site, that Jacksonville is in Florida's backyard. Well, technically, the game is in the state of Florida. I haven't really been able to notice an advantage when the game is in Jacksonville for Florida with the crowd. I haven't noticed that. I mean, it's literally 50-50, split right down the middle. Like, you can see it on TV where the crowd goes from red to orange and blue. I haven't been able to tell a real advantage from the fans one way or the other. The advantage has been the team with the best players and the best coaching. That seems to be the advantage in in, in that game. C-Mac says 2024 schedule doesn't have them baby game cocks on the schedule, meaning we will be tied with that Jack A. Word, Shane Beamer, during Hypo's tenure. What do you mean, Todd? Hmm? We play him this year. This year's the tiebreaker. We beat him in Hypo's first season. We lost to him last year. We play him this year. We don't play him in 2024. This year's the tiebreaker which puts more emphasis on this game in Knoxville. Although the execution of the point didn't what didn't necessarily hit all the way, C-Mac, like like you made contact. Like the, you cut the ball in play. I mean, you didn't hit a Blake Burke home run with your take, but you did make a really good point 
and 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 pointed to the fact that this game this year between Beamer and Heupel, this is a tiebreaker. That's how I look at it. Like this schedule, this schedule, guys. This this schedule, this is good for Tennessee. This thing lays down perfect, perfectly for Tennessee. This year's a tiebreaker for sure, C Mac. But I didn't think about it that way, and you brought that to my attention, so I appreciate that. Like the Shane Beamer, Josh Heupel rivalry, like that, that, that was something I was looking forward to seeing every single year. Every single year. But I ain't complaining about the 2024 schedule, folks. Arkansas on the road. I mean, it's an inconvenient trip. Don't get me wrong. It's not necessarily one of the best road games. It's the middle of nowhere. But we ain't afraid of that. We've been to Oklahoma before. Norman, I like Norman. Our team will be better. Looking at the 2024 schedule, I look at it the same way I look at the 2023 schedule. You got to play Georgia and Alabama. And those are two teams that will give Tennessee the hardest time. That's how I look at it. And this year's schedule has Texas A&M. And will they have more talent than Tennessee from top to bottom? Yeah, yeah. They'll have more talent. Mm-hmm. And they should win based on talent. But is their team better than Tennessee's right now? Well, the answer is no. We'll find that out here in a couple of weeks, whether or not AM's team is better. Have they improved? I'm not talking about two weeks. I'm talking about like, like more 10, so a couple of months. So you shouldn't be you shouldn't be complaining if you're a Tennessee fan about the 2024 schedule. We didn't get a raw deal. Alabama, woo, their schedule didn't get easier. They didn't get easier. They got, they play LSU on the road. They play Oklahoma, Tennessee on the road. They do get Vanderbilt, but they play Georgia at home. That's the difference right there. They play Georgia at home. The Gators. We already talked about the Gators. Georgia. Obviously, they play Alabama. just said that. But they play at Texas. So, like, Georgia's schedule got tougher. But to them, it shouldn't feel tougher because they're good. They can beat every team on the schedule. Because they have more talent. Will they beat every team on schedule? I don't know. But they should they should feel good about the schedule. Like, if you're a Georgia fan and you're complaining about 2024 schedule, you need to go sit in the corner. 
You you need a timeout. You really do. You and I've seen some of this too. You won back to back championships. You've had the top recruiting class consistently over the last couple of years. If you haven't been one, you've been number two. You added Alabama and Texas. Okay, so, and? And there will be a 12-team playoff. What you complaining about? You should be puffing your chest out. You should keep it puffed out. And not complaining about the schedule getting a little bit harder. Who cares? Got more talent. You've won championship two years in a row. Jeez. Just soft with a capital T. If you're a Georgia fan, you complaining about 2024 schedule. You kidding me? You got more talent. Poor Mississippi State. Poor Missouri. Poor Vanderbilt. South Carolina, your schedule. It got it got a little it got tougher. Hundred percent. You on the road to Alabama. You on the road to Oklahoma. They'll try to make that a big storyline. Cause Shane Beamer spent some time as an assistant in Oklahoma. You picked up LSU at home. They made the whole Texas A&M, South Carolina thing. They tried to make it a rivalry. It never really hit with me. On ESPN.com, Alex Scarborough, uh, Scarborough said, uh, it feels like that he's losing out or we're losing out because the Georgia-South Carolina yearly matchup is going away. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm sorry, Alex. I just, I mean, I I don't feel that one. What what has South Carolina done in that matchup? I know Georgia's been beating everybody, but that matchup has done nothing for me as an SEC football fan. And I don't care about that one going away because there will be a different matchup that's coming in that will probably be better. Probably be better. Tennessee baseball. Tomorrow. Man, what an opportunity. Didn't get a win last time in Omaha. This this baseball team right now has some players on it. They experienced that. This baseball team have players on it. They experienced last year's view of Notre Dame dogpiling on their field in the Super Regional. A lot of motivation. This is not Tony Vitello's first time in Omaha. This is a business trip. You know what you got to do. You've beaten some of the best teams in college baseball. You are one of the best teams in college baseball. And you have not played better than probably all the teams that are there, honestly. But it doesn't matter. It's about how you play 
tomorrow moving forward. What a run Tennessee Athletics has been on. Big recruiting weekend for football. Boo Carter was in town yesterday. Four-star athlete. In-state. It's down in Michigan and Tennessee. I like what Tennessee is right now. Folks was all worried a little bit ago about Michigan. Ain't nobody worried about Michigan. Not saying that Boo couldn't go there. But look at what Tennessee has to offer right now. For a player that plays Bukar's position, receiver DB. Come on, man. If I'm Bukar, Tennessee definitely has more to offer right now. Way more to offer. I do think Tennessee's in a good good place. Uh, June 17th is when Bukar will make his announcement. It's going to be fun, man. It has been fun. Tennessee Athletics. It's not It's not changing. It's not slowing down. It's going to continue to be fun. All of our sports teams are competing at a high level. Tennessee fans not arguing with each other. That's the best part. We got Volstorm being nice out here on the Twitter streets. We got Volstorm actually using a normal volume when he talks to people. Now, he doesn't yell as much. That's because Tennessee's winning in all sports. Vicky said, who needs sleep? Been driving all night, heading to Knoxville. Heading home Friday, then off to Omaha Saturday. Let's go, Vicky. Let's go. Tina R., good morning. Nelson from Jackson. If Amar Jefferson comes to Tennessee, will he also play baseball? Well, that's the that's pitch. And over the next couple of weeks, Tennessee got some catching up to do because according to Austin Price of AllQuest.com, yesterday on Joshua Swain, Amar Jefferson's last visit to Alabama, it put Alabama slightly in the league. So now Tennessee's going to have to pull a NASCAR move or a long-distance track move and make that move to the front, according to Austin Price the four-star wide receiver that also plays baseball right here in state. Appreciate y'all listening today. Ben McKee's on a flight back to the South. Hope you have a great weekend. We will be back on Tuesday. And we hope to be talking about a win in the College World Series for Tennessee. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. It's not easy. It's not easy, fathers. We see you. We see what you're doing. You may feel like no one's seeing you. No one's watching. We appreciate you. It's not easy. Keep doing your thing, fathers. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy it. For Ben McKee, a Go Vols 247, I am Jason Swain. And make sure, folks, if you are looking at your HVAC unit, 
hot weather's around the corner. Hiller, heating, plumbing, cooling, and electrical. That special's right now. Free UV light, free electronic air cleaner when you buy select new HVAC systems. Whole home water filtration for just $59 a month. New whole home generator for just $139 a month. Call Hiller's Heat Wave Heroes to save the day. Visit them online, happyhiller.com. Happy Father's Day. Peace and love. We are out. <laughs>